we interrupt our program to bring you... Alright, welcome to episode 2 of World Famous. They let us make another one. We're, yeah, we're back. Thank you very much for making the last one pretty solid. We're excited um, to be back. Uh, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. We've got an interview with Swim. Thank you to Swim for coming out. It's going to be a great time. We have the Untamed Cage with Funeral Portrait. Basically, it's our fierce song of the day that we're just going to let loose inside this untamed cage and just see what happens. It's an experiment in itself. Yeah, I'm excited to see just what happens when you put the song in there. Tell me what happens. I don't know. We'll find out. Okay, okay. You can't gotta wait. stick around. We'll find out. Uh, we've got trivia, as usual. It's, hopefully, we'll get some right this time. Hopefully. Oh, by the way, we should introduce ourselves. I uh, was going to say. My bad. Thank God you're here to keep me on track. I know. What would you do without me? Probably fail miserably. All right. I am Chris. And I'm Lindsay. So thank you guys for joining us now that we've been officially acquainted the proper way. And we're so very excited. Yes. And you'll get to hear more from us because we're going to be talking about bands and music. And we've got a music discussion where we're going to talk about music. Go figure. No way. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. It'll be actually some interesting stuff. Uh, Some of the things that are really kind of shaping the industry as itself and kind of looking at different changes and things that are happening and what we feel could help, right? Right, and how it affects the listener, how it affects the artist. We want to get deep into this issue. We're going to get deep into this issue. But we're not going to waste any more time. Basically, we've just got great tracks all day long. Seriously, these bands are absolutely incredible. It's just going to be nonstop fun. We're going to kick things off right now, actually, with a band... I'm really feeling, uh, this is our opening band. They're called Finish Ticket. They're from Almeida, California. It's somewhere right in between San Francisco and Oakland. Um, the band's really starting to catch fire. Tomorrow they'll be playing Conan and then kicking off a U.S. tour at the end of the month going basically everywhere. The Midwest, East Coast, the Gulf States, and even back here in Cali for three shows, including one here in L.A., October 27th at the El Rey. Uh, they're absolutely one of my favorite bands right now. Their entire EP called When Night Becomes Day is an absolute rock kick. They have an amazing blend. It's kind of like this rocking into the night, but enough catch and charisma to become an absolute dynasty on the main stage. Yeah, you guys are definitely going to want to keep an eye out for this next band, Finish Ticket, because the sky is going to be the limit for these guys. Let me tell you, this track is going to give you goosebumps. You're going to have it on nonstop repeat for the remainder of the week. Check them out right here, ladies and gentlemen. Finish Ticket Raw. Ground. 
often miss and it haunts my memory Cause it's a life that's lived away Through my own two hands Through my own two hands It's more, it's more, it's more to you than it was when we were kids And now, and now, you see the world all oh, plainly as it is And boy, were you wrong
starting to make him a star. This is his first major release and it's blowing up all over the world. If you look at some of the Spotify playlists and where it's picking up steam, it's literally all over the world. Definitely keep an eye out for him moving forward. He's another heat seeker that we're absolutely ecstatic to have here on the cast. His voice is equipped with this high and low, the lyrics, the mesmerizing backing. This track is destined for more stardom.
And having already played shows here in the LA market, I think we can all believe and expect that there will be an EP and concert dates on the way. So let's all keep an eye out collectively. And before that, we had Davis with Two Cents, an in-your-face attitude rockathon blasting online commentary, which I feel is justified. Definitely justified. Davis is killing it right now, just like the other bands we've talked about. His hit, Crooked Finger, is making its way around the airwaves, including K-Rock's Locals Only and more. In fact, he just played the High Impact Once to Watch Summer Concert Series last week, and he held a res- residency at the Satellite. The track, again, was Two Cents off of Crooked Finger EP released this year. And what I like about that EP is that each track on that EP offers something different. Get Mine brings like a classical, almost folk rock jam to that. And the one we just played, uh, it, you know, we talked about it already, a rockathon blast in your face. But there's this inverse kind of 50s ballad called Fuck You. And the entire EP from start to finish is just this great musical journey with a lot of different things going on. So definitely check that out. Yeah, don't, don't miss it. And before that, that kicked off our three-peat was Finish Ticket. Uh, again, we're very, very pumped about this band. They're going to be on Conan tomorrow night, so check that out. They're hot, and I, I absolutely love that song. Love this song, just like we love everything else here. Okay, so moving right along, we've got Hardcore Drummer by To Kill a Monster. They're out of Ohio. I hear you were pretty close with them, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they are incredible guys. Lead singer Joey Lawson and guitarist Tyler DeWalt and I actually used to live together out no in Marysville. It was pretty cool. We had a great time. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I kind of miss it, actually. That's one of the things I really miss about Ohio is our time that we spent together. I remember the time a friend brought me their first track. Uh, it was called Blood of a Thousand Works, because I was at the time looking for a band to come play a show. Uh, we were doing comedy and all kinds of stuff, so they brought me Blood of a Thousand Works. I was blown away. Uh, when they said, yeah, we'll play your show, I literally jumped around my room for hours. I was like, we did it. We made it. We finally did something. Like the, It was just that good that it just brought everything out of me. Like All the other bands were really cool that we got on and as they were the first one, but it, that first one is just something memorable. Your first one is always memorable. Oh, <laughs> you'll never forget that first love. That's it. That's what I was looking for. Uh, they have gone through some lineup changes since then, but I feel like it's kind of made them stronger over the course just from talking to them. They kind of feel like a more um, moving forward unit, which is exciting. They're starting to get out and do some touring. They got new music on the way. They just released a track called Day by Day. I know they have two more coming out, so keep an eye on that. A new music video coming out for a decently famous movie you'll see, hopefully. Um, so there's a lot of cool things happening with this band. I love them. I love how poppy punk rock they are they just kind of hit all the genres i'm a huge fan of this band and i'm a huge fan of this song well here it is guys if you're ready chris's maybe favorite bffs we're bffs all right here it is to kill a monster's hardcore drummer
was Holy Child, Money All Around, right here from LA. That track is just so damn intriguing with its beautiful uniqueness. It's dark, it's poppy as shit, it's fun, it's cool. It is just an absolute summer blazer. Well, her vocal setup is like a well-trained fighter. She jabs, she jabs, she lets go. The beats burn deep. I mean, the duo works really perfectly, sometimes in unison, sometimes as a beautiful contrast. This is a band that has vision, and it expertly completes that vision. The track is off the 2015 The Shape of Brat Pop to Come, which is a thousand percent dead on. Yeah, they really created this brand new genre while perfecting it at an alarmingly talented pace. I mean, that to put out your first album and to create a genre and then nail it, oh, this is another track-for-track track album that is just damn near perfect. Unfortunately, they did just have to cancel their tour because lead singer Liz had to undergo vocal surgery. We wish her the absolute best moving forward. They've just started to shape the genre. It's very intriguing to see where they're going. We can't wait for her to get back in the game. Feel better. All right, and it's trivia time. We've got our trivia, trivia guy here with us. Thanks for coming on, Dave. How are you doing, guys? Not bad, Dave. How are you? I am good. I think I have uh, three questions uh, that you will do better than your last time, which you are a lifetime 0 for 3. 0 for 3 so far, yeah. We... I didn't get any last time, so hopefully okay. this is a little bit better. Hopefully I'll help you I break I think 500 uh, is in your future. Yay! Three for three is going to be a nice day. All right, cool. Well, let's get right into it. What do you got for us? Question one. Okay, question one. What film starred Ben Stiller, Jennifer Aniston, and Philip Seymour Hoffman? Oh, I know this one. I do know... I think I know this one. Yeah. What film starred Ben Stiller... Jennifer Aniston, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. All right, maybe I don't know this one. I thought I did. Shoot. Uh. All right, well, we're going to think this over. Do you have any initial thoughts? No. I, there's two <laughs> between my mind, but one of them is definitely wrong. I think I got it. I think I got this there's one. There's two, I think but I got one this is one. definitely wrong. Yeah, so, all right, cool. <laughs> well, we're going to go right into some more music for you. We've got Thaddeus Anna Green from Cleveland, Ohio, with their new track, In Vain. Check it out.
right, that was Thaddeus and a Green band from Cleveland, Ohio, with their new track "In Vain." Thaddeus and a Green is one of my favorites. I'm really, really, really sad that I never got to see him before I left. Still sitting on my bucket list to check out. Heard nothing but great things from friends about their live show, though. So definitely need to check that out if you're in the area. That is their new single, In Vain, which will be on their upcoming EP, Bleed. Uh, this is their first multi-song release since the 2012 gem, Directory of Thieves. Which, by the way, that album is brutally incredible. Track for track, that will leave you very happy. You know, it's super bluesy, and I really love the singer's attitude. Um, it's, it gives me the chills. Definitely. Uh, Thaddeus Green's voice just adds this authenticity, and it's a really great addition. Um, rather than imitating the genre, I feel like he's really creating something new. Um, the solos are just really beautiful. It's, it's a wonderful ringing in my ears. For sure. And Fast Time at Eddie's still a personal favorite, so just check them out anywhere that you can. Um, now, going back to the track, it premiered on... 405, two weeks ago, and we couldn't be more pumped to hear the new EP. New Thaddeus is always welcomed by us. For sure. There'll probably be some more shows coming up in support of that EP release, so keep your eyes open so you're not regretting it like myself. All right, we're going to get back into trivia. Dave had question one for us. What was question one again? What films are Ben Stiller, Jennifer Aniston, and Philip Seymour Hoffman? I think I got this one. I think yeah. I remember. It's I, I don't remember much about the movie. I think they played basketball at some point. There's a couple of basketball scenes in there, if I'm mistaken. And Philip Seymour Hoffman gets really sweaty and stuff. I think sweaty Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think I got it. I think I got it. All right. What, what do you think? What do you? What's oh, your guess? I, you know what? Your listeners don't know this, but. Uh, Lindsay doesn't watch very many movies. Oh. So you're going to have me caught off guard if that's the continued direction of this. We'll see where it goes. Era. Any guess Game. or no guess? No, no, no guess. guess. Oh, right. I'm going to trust you. All right. I'm going with, uh, I believe the movie is called Along Came Polly. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Wow. I actually did see that one too. Oh, I man. feel like a doofus. How can you not remember Sweaty Philip Seymour Hoffman? Sweaty, is that ah. the movie where he is like an insurance claim and so he's checking her to make sure that he she, he's, she's more on the pros than the cons or something? Ah, I can't remember, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw it on Comedy Central like seven years ago one time. <laughs> he just remembers the big sweaty man. Oh, man, it was, yeah. it was kind of... Uh, it's bad news. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman was really putting it down at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, All one right. for four. All right. Okay, question two. This comedian was fired from voicing the Aflac duck following insensitive tweets after the 2011 Japanese tsunami and earthquake. Oh. This comedian was fired from voicing the Aflac duck oh. following insensitive tweets after the 2011 oh. Japanese tsunami and earthquake. I do know who he is. I remember Gosh. this happening, but I don't remember the person's name. He came into the improv. I used to work there. Ugh. Oh, my. All right. Well, we're going to think it over. Uh, try to put some put some memory in our heads right now. Uh, yeah. I can't remember anything. So. All right. Well, then let's just go ahead and get into the Soft White 60s, new L.A. band from the Bay. This is Sorry to Say. Way. 
throwing up in my old suitcase A different city and a different day Take me home but I'll never stay Will I believe that I could be Another note, another line in history And I ain't scared, ask yourself Cause I feel good all by myself track right there. It's really something special. It's been getting some airtime over at K-Rock uh, on their Locals Only program. And I came to know the band recently at actually, actually one of those Locals Only shows. Ooh. I know. The guys were really awesome. They did a great show. Um, I tend to love that upbeat, moving drumline and guitars, uh, but found it interesting that their content was actually uh, pretty dark. Um, I met them after the show. They were really friendly. And I've got to say... Uh, might be my favorite track of the three we're going to look at today. What did they say? Did you bring up the fact that they're that some of the stuff they dive into is a little dark? You know, I didn't want to jump right into I'm meeting you guys. Tell me the, <laughs> the sure. reasons for your lyrics. Uh, but I just kind of talked to them generally um, as if I were getting to know any regular person. And while I may not be able to give you a lot of insight on those lyrics, 
I can tell you that they were really friendly guys, um, seemed down to earth and kind of just trying to have a good time. For sure. Uh, that song is really great, uh, but it does come with like this ultimate catchy chorus that really drives it home to stardom. There's like a nice back and forth call, the snaps, the whistle. Uh, it's just a complete ultimate package there. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's got this moving line that makes you kind of want to jump around with it. But when you start singing the lyrics, I'm sorry to say, and then they say, take me home, I won't stay. And it's just like so rebellious and so angry. But at the same time, if you're just listening for the sound of it, you're wanting to jump up and down and all around. It's very, very deceiving, but in such a great way. In such a great way. Now, you were talking about them being great guys. Uh, they did move from San Fran to L.A., but they still show love to their former residents. They recently played the Blues for Pops benefit, whose proceeds went to the American Cancer Society. So it's always good to see a band give back like that, finding different ways in which your art can help others. Yeah, I mean, they have. I, any musician has such a feat trying to just get their music out there to be able to take time and give to their fans and their communities. A great thing. For sure. Well, we look forward to more of them, as you should too. They seem to be doing a lot of shows all over California, so make sure to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, don't miss it. All right, again, that was Soft White 60s, and this coming up is Dave. So, Dave, what was question two again, man? Question two, this comedian was fired from voicing the Aflac duck following insensitive tweets after the 2011 Japanese tsunami and earthquake. I, I I totally forgot to think about this while that song was playing. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you have? Uh, I just know it's the man. I'm I'm ninety percent sure it's the man who plays the voice of Iago. That's not helping me. Yeah. But you're uh, on the right track. Yeah. See, I told you it's that guy. But I couldn't remember his name when I worked for the Improv. So I'm gonna go with John Lovitz, and I don't know why, but I'm going with John Lovitz. Mm -hmm. It's not right. All right. Do you have a guess? Any names? Oh no. No? I'll just right. tell you you're wrong. So we're going, <laughs> we're going with two wrongs here. Who is it? Gilbert Godfrey. That's the one! Yes. Damn uh, it! I totally forgot about that. Uh, Iago, man. What's Iago? What, what am I missing? Iago here? from Aladdin. That, oh, That terrible, shit. squawky yes. bird. Yes. See, maybe you should have asked me who Iago was. I didn't, yeah, you I should have. You might have known. Ugh. <sighs> All right, so uh, one for one, oh for two, but I lifetime I'm one for five, since I'm sure Dave will be keeping track. I might as well just tell everyone. Uh, I'll oh, keep track for, for you. You don't have to announce it. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. All right, so probably one for four. All right, we got one more question coming up from me to redeem myself. What is question three? Question three, what protein is responsible for carrying oxygen in the blood? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one more time. What protein is responsible for carrying oxygen in the blood? Well shit, at least I got one right today. Alright, we're gonna sit here and think while not thinking at all because we don't know, but the Bohicas to die for up next, right here on World Famous.
Mohicas to die for a UK band, our first of the night, I believe. Yeah, so we've got a few more coming up, so stick around if you're a fan of the UK. But again, that was the Mohicas. Uh, that guitar rift is just oh, so powerful. It rips out of your speaker and snags you like something on a some ring sequel or something. It just the way that jams in, it's it's power. You're giving me a weird look. That's how it affects me. <laughs> There's I don't no know. escaping it. I won't I, deny it. It's, it's rough. I. As I'm about to say, it gets wild and rough all at the same time, uh, but it still stays, I think it, it walks this really thin line while being rough and wild, but staying charismatic is all hell. And keeping together, it doesn't yeah. fall apart, right. despite all that energy. Exactly. Um, and you need to check out, if you haven't seen it already, uh, the widely insane and entertaining music video for it. it it's incredible. Yeah, the song is off their debut album. Um, check out the music video for sure, but do check out the album. Uh, the making of. If you visit their website, you can sign up for a free download of the track, uh, Where You At, which is another speed burner. You definitely want to look into that as well. Uh, and there's a live performance uh, video of this track on the website as well. So check it all out. Cool. And like I said, this is just an, an incredible album. Uh, your leg will be absolutely sore by the end of this album from all the foot stomping. It's a fun rock out album. So check it out. That's going to start our UK takeover. We've definitely got more from across the pond, so stick around. But right now, we're going to be embarrassed one more time. Question three, Dave, can you give it to us one more time? Hit, it, hit us. What protein is responsible for carrying oxygen in the blood? 
I like don't want to respond because of how badly I, I'm gonna look. That's why I've been keeping silent during these trivia. I'm gonna go with, uh, and I'm not even sure that I'm gonna pronounce it right. But ribosomes is that a thing? Is that oh, a is that a protein? Oh. I don't know. That, I mean, that's that's my guess. Final answer. It's definitely better than what I wrote. Antioxidants. That's definitely wrong. So ribosomes is my my final answer. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm on that ribosome boat. Correct answer, hemoglobin. Oh, my God! (laughs) Lindsay guessed hemoglobin. I did. (laughs) But then she's like, no, that's blood, so I'm not going to block it. Now you had that. Okay. Hemoglobin is what makes blood red. Yes, you know what? I should have become a doctor. What what do ribosomes do? I'm a natural. Is that a thing? Yeah, those are things. Don't quote me on that. In your DNA, maybe? Yeah, probably. Or are they at least they make up proteins? All right. Oh, I'm in the same ballpark, right? All right. It's, maybe it's the Dallas oh, yeah. Stadium they break ballpark. Down, I remember drawing there. pictures of them in, in biology. Nice. <laughs> Little circular things, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And they, they take in the protein and they change it and then they poop it out or something. Um, it's beautiful. They might be the like, mechanical aspect that like builds the protein chains. <laughs> like RNA, maybe. Sure. Go ahead. Keep, maybe keep maybe, making me feel dumb. Maybe that's the RNA is the ribosomes. Ribosome NA. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. If you're a doctor, you're probably not listening to this. <laughs> Do yeah, you? I think I think a ribosome makes proteins. Cool. I had a guess. All right. We'll find out tomorrow when we Google it. But thank you again for coming on, Dave. I did notice that you kept the Aflac going on, so good job to you. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, thank you very much again. Thank you, Dave, for coming on and doing trivia. That's going to wrap up trivia. Thanks again, Dave. Later, Chris. Later, Lindsay. Bye, Dave. All right. Now that we've just kind of been embarrassed a bit, we're going to head back into the music. We continue our UK takeover with The Propellers and their 2015 hit, Come Alive. This is an indie rock sing-along for sure. That verse riff is catchy on its own, but when the chorus kicks in, you're taken over and can't help but to start singing along at top volume. It's definitely a dancey and upbeat alt-rock love song. For the time being, they've transitioned to their side project, The Modern Strangers, which you can also find on SoundCloud. Not exactly a surprise, but you'll definitely enjoy those tracks as well. For sure, it's some good stuff. All right, it's time for the propellers come alive right here on World Famous. Packets, playing them all. 
Love Blood. vacation across the pond with love blood i'm absolutely in love with this track and have been for the last year it's like 
this description of an illicit attraction to that moment of lust, to, to those those moments of sex. You know? That's what I get from it. I Lovely. mean, his, his line is, I'm such a creep. Fortune brought me lovers. Fated to kill the sweetest things. It's like, it's like that attraction to those moments, but how you don't really feel it after, I thought. It, it really grabbed my attention. I, I don't... I, I thought I had something good to say about this, but I don't feel like it, it, it just pales in comparison to what you just said. I kind of don't want to speak now, oh. uh, but I'm going to try to power through. Good, that was awesome. Thanks. Um, now I don't know what to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is just an absolute beautiful track. The fun tingles in there. The entire, the entire song just jams kind of in this mold of Kings of Leon, but these guys aren't some kind of knockoff. Their last EP, EP2, really showed up their dynamic range, especially in this haunting track, one of my favorites, Prisons to Purify. Getting back to Love Blood though, it's super uplifting with his beautiful voice and this airy breeze that fills the verse with a fun pounding chorus that makes you fall in love with music all over again. Just last month, they released She Said, another brilliant track with an album release scheduled for January 6th called Youth is Only Ever Fun in Retrospect. In the meantime, you can catch them all over the UK starting later this week until the end of the month. Again, that was a double hit of Sundara, Karma, Loveblood, and The Propellers Come Alive. UK showing up. All right, just wrapping up real quick before we get to the second half of the podcast. We've had some great tracks. Let's go over them one more time. We had Finished Ticket with Wrong from California. Davis, Two Cents from LA. Otis English, Young Kids, Old Love, again from LA. Following that, we had To Kill a Monster with Hardcore Drummer out of Marysville, Ohio. And then LA's Holy Child with Money All Around. Then we had Cleveland's Thaddeus Anna Green with In Vain. Then we've got the Soft White 60s with Sorry to Say, down here in LA from the Bay Area. Then the Bohigas to Die For starting our vacation to the UK. And followed up vacationing in UK with The Propellers and their song Come Alive. And lastly, Love Blood by Sundara Karma. And we also had Dave do some trivia with us, which was pretty cool. Yeah, thanks Dave for making us look dumb. Yeah, Dave. God. All right, we're going to move right along to the second half of the podcast, which we're going to start off with something we've never done before. This is a musical discussion. And on today's Musical Mind, we're going to be talking about VIP passes when it comes to big festivals. We all know them. We go to festivals. There's that giant fence, which we think is going to be the stage. And then we find out it's just the VIP area that we can't get into. Right. It's air conditioned. You've got drinks. Get your toes done. Are you really enjoying the music there? Come on. Come I, on. I don't think so. I don't think so. But let, we're going to try to take a, a nice approach here and we'll figure out the, the, the pros and cons, I guess, here. Um, let's start with some of the pros. What are What do you believe are some of the pros of the VIP passes that are out there? You know, um, I hate to go right for money. But it's true. It's a big conundrum, I guess, in, in the musician's world. Um, whether it be, you know, the constant struggle for making money out of records or these concert tickets, the struggle is there. And one pro that we can see coming out of this VIP package option at our big festivals is the fact that it's almost subsidizing the event. True. We've got these people that can afford to spend a grand or five grand on these really fancy VIP experiences. And, and that high ticket price is kind of allowing for our general admission ticket prices to stay at a lower range. True. And I guess, and this is kind of some of the things that I've heard about this as well. And this is one of the reasons I'm not totally against VIP passes for this regard, because they do help bring in bigger known names you do get you know coachella with guys like guns and roses or ice cube or calvin harris where ultimately your ticket price just think about how much you're spending like that's not 
a lot of money when you get to think about all the acts that you're getting to see that money has to go somewhere like these bands need to get paid especially as we'll probably talk later they're not making as much from the records as they used to because of streaming downloading whatnot so they need to make that money up somehow so there needs to be some way for these people and these um festivals to kind of get this money up front too i think the vip the high vip cost helps bring money in at the beginning to help pay these artists and get things set up in the way that you're very excited to see right and and that brings up another point for myself i'm definitely not in that bracket that can drop a grand on a ticket nope but there are there is that population that exists that has that money that is used to this higher experience generally in their lifestyles and those folks, if we're going to try to be unbiased, can definitely argue that this is allowing them to have their experience as they expect it from their fan fantasy musical world. They're used to this higher standard of living. That's what makes them happy. That's what they want. They get it. And let's talk about some of the VIPs. When we talk about some VIPs, maybe it's you know people that you wouldn't see or know if you saw them at a festival but there are others who you know if you saw them in a festival like look at uh barack obama's daughter she was at uh, Lollapalooza, you know and if she's in the vip people are less likely to freak out because it's like oh there's another vip another famous person in the vip section whereas if you know she's in kind of you know let's say you know quote unquote the regular crowd then maybe there's a little bit more of a different reaction to her being there so or a security risk potentially exactly so I think that kind of offers exactly what you were saying, too. And of course, there's going to be a flip side. The flip side. Here we come. We, we're <laughs> going to come for you. Because that, that was pretty much all I had for the pros is that it does help bring money in. Uh, it helps bring the bigger guests. Because one of the things that I read was Warp Tour. Someone made the uh, argument that Warp Tour is able to do low ticket prices, no VIP, and still gets the big bands. But I would argue that the bands they get aren't, I don't think, as nearly as big as some of the other bands that maybe like Coachella gets or some of the other places. You know, bands like, I think, Arcade Fire was at one festival that they pointed out. You know, Ice Cube, we talked about Guns N' Roses. Just looking at this year's Coachella, those guys wouldn't go play Warp Tour. You know what well, I mean? No, I would say that Warp Tour is a much deeper alternative set of bands and, and artists. For so sure. it's it's kind of its own little world. I don't know that they can argue their VIP use or non-use at the same level Coachella or Bonnaroo or Lollapalooza could. Yeah, and I think if they were getting, if Warp Tour was bringing out like Blink-182 and Coachella on these tours, then you could kind of make the same kind of argument. Say, okay, see, it's working here, so it should be working here. But with them, you know, the bands are good. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Warp Tour. The bands are always good. But they're never at that, you know, super high fame level, like some of the bands that will headline these other festivals in which you pay VIP. Definitely, definitely. Um, that said, we're going to talk about all the things we hate about VIP right now. All the things we hate. And trust me, the list is a lot longer than the pros. Oh, I can't claim any hatred. Not yet. I'm, I'm almost there. I see it. I see your face is a little red. I'm getting there. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm almost there. <laughs> because nothing in... There's a few festivals where they've taken pictures, and this this is what just, oh boy, this drives me nuts. You'll go to a festival, and they'll show the VIP section, it's empty. And those people are like right up to the crowd, or up to the band, and they it just looks embarrassing. It looks embarrassing on the festival. It looks embarrassing to the bands. It, it just, uh, it's just an awful sight to look at. And you're taking all of this good real estate from people who enjoy the music by putting in these people who are just there for, you know, 
I'm at Coachella, look at my Instagram. I'm just, it's like a luxury thing to say you've been there, kind of like going to the Bahamas. Oh, you went to the Bahamas, cool. What'd you do there? Nothing, wow. That's exactly what this Coachella is turning into. It's turning into a chill zone instead of a, a fun musical atmosphere that's there to celebrate this artistic vision. It's My points are, are just streamlining from what you've said. Um, what I get out of that and what I came up with prior to our discussion is just that it's not focusing on the musical community. It's the, the feeling that you get going in general admission into a festival like this, like this, into a festival like this, is really a feeling of community. You're eating with strangers, you're, you're experiencing acts with strangers, you're bumping into strangers, you're running around, you're all sharing the bathroom, you're all dusty. Yeah. You don't know these people, but you're suddenly a family. Right. When you've got the VIP going on, and especially when you've got in the open space, now those people who are this family, they're like second-class citizens. They're standing back here, possibly with their views impeded by the sure. VIP tents Absolutely. and air conditioning, and they're in love and they're passionate, but they're pushed to the back. And I, I just feel um, it's a disservice. Right. And if we want to talk about, and I guess we'll get to this in a little bit, maybe what our ultimate decision is on this. If we want to talk about VIP and you want to keep it, move it away from the front, man. Like put it somewhere else. Like, I don't care if you need to build rafters and people like are, oh, I guess that's a really bad imagery, but to put people above you. Yeah, that's not good. Well, they'd have to be able to break <laughs> it up and down. It's not a solid venue like a. Yeah, a we'll have to figure something, something like that out. But I mean, it's we're just, working on it. Don't worry. Right. We're, we're brainstorming here. Ride along <laughs> with us. It's the just revolutionary revolutionizing the festival industry it just i don't think it needs to be up front i get the uh you know majesticness of being up front but if you're not passionate about being up front what the hell are you doing up front it's embarrassing to you like i'll say if you're in vip and you're not rocking out those people behind you think you suck they hate you you know they so, they do yeah. and i'm that person but i just had this this thought come to me this this devil's advocate train of thought and it was what if those people not dancing around are doing so for health reasons? Because you'll find that there are older listeners. There are, you know, not the whole fan base of any group is, is usually all over or under a certain age. So what if maybe some of these people are in VIP so that they can be close without being jumped on or without being tousled about? If you're that old, you probably don't want to be that close to the speakers. You know what I mean? <laughs> they can't hear though. That's a fair point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's a smaller section for, you know, instances like that. Maybe there's something that you can, you know, get a doctor's note. I don't know. So I suppose it could be some sort of disability. I just think they need to. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, like handicap parking spot almost. But for people that, you know, like need to just be up front and not be pushed around, which I get. I totally get that. Um, but at the same time, it's just having it up front is, is embarrassing when it's not full and it's embarrassing when people aren't there to listen to the music and they're just sitting there chilling. It's just not the same. And like you said, the community, I lost everyone I was with at Coachella every single weekend, every single night. I had no idea where everyone was, <laughs> but I didn't care because I was engulfed in these people and this crowd of people who are just there to enjoy the same people or the same band that I wanted to hear. We were just, you know, singing at the top of our lungs. You don't get to do that everywhere. Like, you don't get to be not embarrassed singing and dancing like a fool anywhere else except these concerts where no one's judging you. You're all there together. You're all dancing. You're all singing. You guys are just one person at the time. And 
that VIP section just makes it, I don't know, then you, it does kind of seem like embarrassing because those people aren't doing it and they are looking at you with their nose up and they're no, like, Chris, why no. are you dancing? Don't let, don't let the man hold you down, Chris. Don't hold me down, man. <laughs> you know what? I heard a point very similar to that. I was watching a, a short documentary um, and it featured Jocelyn Cooper from Afropunk. She's a festival organizer. And she said that she felt the VIP packages, again, with the community idea, was really hurting the target group of festivals, which they say are young, generally young or college students. And they can't afford VIP sections. They don't want their views blocked by VIP sections. So, I mean, there's definitely heavy uh, commentary on both sides. Yeah. And as I hate the VIP section, I do. I really do. I hate it being up front. I hate the snobbery. I hate, you know, the not you know enjoying the show and I, I i guess i should walk that back a bit because everyone enjoys the show differently they really do so for me to make that broad statement it's a little off-putting but it just seems like the people that not in vip don't or the people in vip don't enjoy the show as much as the people not in vip it just seems to be that way a lot more people are there just to make show you know what i mean like we talked about just there to say i was there and it's very it's very difficult to to sit there and be on board with you know what though we want to know what you think Hit us up. We're on Facebook. Leave yeah. us some comments. Draw us a meme. Tell us. Oh, shit. If you draw us a meme, man, you would make my day. Yeah, we want to see it. We want your artistic expression of, of how you feel about VIP packages. And draw. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to jump on that go, for a hot minute. Go. Draw something. If you draw something with like how you feel about the VIP experience, I will show that everywhere. I will blow it up and put it on my wall. We'll and add it be, to Facebook. We'll, you'll be on Facebook. and But my personal wall at my house... I'll print it and just post up there. That's, That's a little creepy. It's not creepy. I think it's cool. Make sure there's no nudes in your drawings, folks. Why would there be nudes in the drawings? You said it's Titanic. What's going on here? <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we won't do that. Now you've made it creepy. I thought I'm it was normal sorry. before. Now it's creepy. I'm now a it's woman. Creepy. Don't, don't send me now. You know what? Now I want to see that. I guess that's right. All send right. me your nudes. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that Send far. Send me your musical nudes, folks. Musical nudes. All right. <laughs> I'm on board with that. If Facebook doesn't work, you can hit us at our email. That's at uh, that's worldfamousmusiccast at gmail.com. Join in the discussion, guys. We're waiting to hear. For sure. And we're waiting for, apparently, your musical nudes. Your musical nudes. Oh, I can't wait. We've got to turn that into a segment at some point. All right. Before we get too much further out of hands, as we already have, final verdicts, VIP passes, at music festivals, your final verdict. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. I think that as the industry is developing and changing, artists need to be able to make money, and downloading is not making that easy. This is a great way to help control costs. I feel, but move it out of the way. I don't care how much they're paying; their experience can't be trumping others' experiences. We're about a thousand percent in agreement. As I. Much as I hate the VIP, and I always will, even if we, if I ever get to be a VIP, I, you know, there are cool aspects I think you can keep. Like, you know, people can still go get awesome drinks or free drinks or whatever you want to do for the VIP and give them early, I don't care, early access, whatever it is that you want to do for your VIP, that's fine. But don't, as you said, don't ruin the experience for everyone else. And by putting these people up front and doing that, it just kind of eliminates it. You know, it just kind of makes it, and I read you posted an article about it, which brought this up. It kind of makes it a bit of a class warfare on top of, of the basic idea of just seeing the show and enjoying it and having this empty audience there. 
So I think there's that already. Yeah, yeah definitely. The article actually was talking about people kind of rioting at, um, at oh my gosh, at Burning Man. They they were um, burning they were, stuff. Were they burning? They stuff? were defacing the VIP tents. And they were cutting cords. They were they were pissed. Yeah, and I you know. I don't know if I'd go as far as doing that stuff, but I get it. No, you know? no, I get no, it. of course. We're um, not condoning, we're not condoning misbehavior. Yeah. Uh, it's in the name Burning Man. I mean, they're burning. <laughs> Maybe they're asking for yeah. it. Oh, that sounds terrible. Oh, I don't know what's worse. That are the musical nudes. Musical nudes is a keeper. It is. All right. So yeah, that's what we think about it. A dangerous necessity at this point really needs to be revamped though. Uh, before we go any further off that, thank you guys so much for listening. Definitely hit us back on Facebook and, like she said, World Music Cast. World Famous. Holy shit. I can't even say our own word. Oh, right? boy. World Famous Music Cast at gmail.com. We're going to get back into the music here. We better because we're getting carried away. We are. Now we have a back-to-back Ohio hit. Up first is The Orphan, The Poet, with Terrible Things of this year's EP with the same name. The beginning of this track twists you down a path of exceptionally well-done rock, something that is difficult to come by nowadays. It has a real beautiful smell of 90s rock. It's perfection to me. (sighs) Smell it, smell it, breathe it in deep. Yummy! A fun but introspective lyrical self-look, one of the lines is, Terrible dreams where I do terrible things. Are they talking about regrets? No matter, the drums get that head bumping, the guitars muted, later grow into wails, making you stand on your desk and throw your hands up. They're blowing up as well. This seems to be kind of a reoccurring theme on today's music cast. Blowing up music, blowing up bands, <sighs> blowing up Burning Man. But seriously, they're starting to move up the All Nation Alt 18, so give them a hand, go out and vote for that. Actually, there's a few bands that you can go vote for that I think are on our music cast or have been, so... Just find different ways. Follow them on Facebook. So then that way, if they're ever in some contest, you can go follow them and give them a hand because we don't disappoint here. If you haven't noticed yet, all of the all the songs we have are absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely on fire. And by following these bands and by voting for their songs, it gives you, the listener, a chance to show them your support. And that is really what these bands need. Buy their merch, buy their albums, buy their concert tickets. If the show is free, go and get just stupid drunk so all that money goes to the band because if it's free, they're typically getting hopefully a percent of the bar. Um, but anyways, back to The Orphan, The Poet. Uh, they're just coming back from a massive tour, taking them all across the U.S. I know they have a Halloween show coming up back at home in Dayton, October 29th at the Rockstar Pro Arena, as well as playing So What Music Fest in Texas, which goes on from October 21st to October 23rd. They'll be playing Friday, October 21st. So check that out, because also on that day is Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath, Hatebreed, and Double Driver, and even more bands will be on that as well. Enjoy this ride. It's amazing. Is the orphan the poet with terrible things?
friendly foe. Off the 2014 EP, Three Lefts, which saw mass airwaves with the hit title track, Three Lefts, especially on CD1025. Uh, now, CD1025 is an independent radio channel in Columbus, Ohio. It's one of the few remaining independent channels, maybe the only. A terrestrial radio, though? Like a terrestrial? Like... Yeah, like it's on land. Yeah. Like it broadcasts in the airway. It's not digital. <laughs> no, like a pirate radio? No, yeah. It's, okay. it's a real thing. Um, why is everyone, everyone thinks like Columbus, Ohio doesn't exist. Well, I don't know. It's like a fairy land somewhere I know. out there. It, so, and this is kind of like a fairy tale. In, in today's oversaturated corporate radio market, this stands as a local independent that is actually doing really, really good out there. Uh, they got written up by CNN. So if you get an opportunity to check out, just type in CNN, CD. 1025, pull it all up. They may have been CD 101 at that point. Just type in all three. Something will pop up. Oh my, we're really giving you the homework now. Get it done, son! What they do is just phenomenal. They're always on the cutting edge with different music. Uh, if you sign up for their email list, they'll send you 30 songs a week for you to check out. Tell them what you think. They're actually listening to you. Uh, they also do a great job of helping out the independent local scene. They, like I said, played this band over and over. It was a hot hit for a while. Uh, even making... Mass of their regular rotation, their top 10 hits. So just keep listening to CD1025 if you haven't. Check that out. Now, getting back to Friendly Foe, Going, Going, Gone. Uh, this song, like I said, was on straight repeat for me for a very long time. The lyrics in this are just so goddamn genius with quick quips sprinkled with hilarity. And lead singer and guitarist Jeff Spall is an absolute incredible lyrical writer, which is just one of the many hats he wears in the band. His voice is truly special. Just this perfect rock star voice, and he plays the guitar just so incredibly astonishing. This riff exploded in my head for a solid month, and even the very end, it just doesn't stop with the greatness. Right? I mean, it ends with a very solid solo guitar riff. Which, who sees that nowadays? Exactly! Hey, but by the way, didn't you get to see these guys and meet them? I did. So this is my first time last... Let me start this correctly. Last week, we played a band called Molehill. They came on, they did an interview. We did two tracks from them. Like I said, I don't miss any of their shows. They came to Columbus, Ohio at a place called Brothers Drake. It's a mead place. One of the best, best venues in Columbus. It was phenomenal. Did you I'm, say mead? Mead, like uh, like beer mead, yeah. Oh my. It's incredible. They have this stuff called apple pie mead. And it comes out, I think, just around now. And they do a big takeover. And it is awesome. It is so good. I bring it home for Thanksgiving and it just... Drains right out. People love it. It's so good. You guys in Ohio need to have us over. For sure. We'll come back. We'll come hang out. Uh, but I saw them at Brothers Drake uh, opening for Molehill. And at the time I had heard about this band, they were really catching, getting hot. And But I had never seen them. I had never saw them, never heard their stuff. So I went in high expectations. Typically when you go into things with high expectations, they don't pan out as well. No, it almost always fails. Yes. Always fails. And I was expecting that. When I got there, they just blew my mind. I remember just being taken over like I hadn't been in a very long time. There are bands that just absolutely catch with me and I'm just ecstatic for months about them. This is absolutely one of them. Watching their live performance was incredible. They were all over the place. They just were steady, chill with it too. Kind of effortless fun at the same time. It was just a phenomenal time. Afterwards, as I do at times when I get drunk, I bought them all shots and we were all hanging out. Little did I know that it was 2 a.m. and the next morning they had to play CD1025 Day. Now, CD1025 Day is one of the biggest shows in Columbus. They have it at the, one of the biggest uh, venues there. And they have big bands like Matt and Kim, 
and Cold War Kids, I think, is played. They knew where Ohio was? Whoa, who? These bands, these big artists. I'll watch it now. I'll watch it now. Lots of these guys do. Columbus is a hot spot. Chill it. But anyways, they the next morning at like 10 a.m., 11 a.m., they had to go perform. And yet they still did shots. They still hung out with me and still talked. When I asked them, I was like, you have one of the biggest shows of your life tomorrow. Why did you guys stay on this show? Like, you easily could have pulled off. This is an out-of-town band. You know, why Why did you guys stay on? Other bands may have pulled off because they had a big show the next morning. They go... What did they say? They go, we would never do that. We support every band who comes to us. We'd love to play any kind of show. And when we already committed this, there's no way we're going to pull out. We love these guys. We love this venue. We absolutely love playing music for all of our fans. So we're absolutely going to go out there and just rock it out and give 110%. And what? that's what blew me away. Wow, yeah, they sound like really stand-up guys. And then, and then... Oh, there's more. There is more. There's more. <laughs> After that encounter, I was so blown away with them. I went back, listened to the two albums, EPs that I bought from them that night. And again, just, I couldn't believe how great they were. Which kept my expectations high. But then just all of the an- anticipation built it up even higher. So I asked them for an interview. I said, hey, we gotta sit down and talk. I, I gotta figure this out. I went in there with the highest... Highest of expectations. I was like, this band rocks. They're awesome guys. Just setting them up to fail, poor guys. I am sitting there and I'm like, this, to me, they are one of the bands that could really bring back rock. Bring back rock into mainstream. And so we sat down and had an interview. Uh, Maybe smoked a little bit too. And I was blown away with just how authentic their answers were how real they were about everything their thoughts on the music industry their thoughts on being paid and and how the whole musical money situation worked it was absolutely mind-blowing to listen to a band as talented as they are tell me all of these things about how they just do it for the music how they just do it to just be a part of something and that that's so that's just so unique that's what we do this for we do this for bands like that. And that's it's why... Really, it's really a passion that catches fire. I mean, you can feel it. And it, it inspires you. It inspires you to do whatever it is that you're going to do. Make make world famous. Make world famous. If it wasn't for bands like this and every band that we've played on there, we wouldn't be doing this because we wouldn't be inspired to share this music with you. So, again, this band, phenomenal. Uh, they released an album last year called Abandoned Ship. Another absolute gem. Mr. Pistol on that might be one of my favorite tracks off that, so check it out. But again, every song they've done so far has done me right. And I can't wait to see this band continue to grow as they did on their last album. Now, their last album, they really pushed the boundaries a bit of what they were. Uh, They're never having enough and always kind of seeing what the horizons of their musical talents can be. Just constantly moving forward. Um, Again, we talked about it. They're always playing, always ready to throw down like they did with Molehill. I can't say enough about this band. I do want to wish a congrats to the former member, Karis, on his wedding. Congrats, buddy. All right, guys, don't forget, still coming up, we've got that interview with Swim and Untamed Cage with Funeral Portrait. But for right now, we're going to go into Bellows, a Brooklyn, New York band. Their track, For Rock Dove, is off the 2014 album Blue Breath. It's a majestically gorgeous track, mixing in all types of musical beauty. Vocally, with its blended layers, lyrically, they have this soothing guitar that plays on top of the steady pacing drums, with this added enjoyment of just more various instruments playing to be that perfect cherry on top they've got a new album coming fist and palm you can pre-order it already it drops september 30th during their release show at shea stadium in brooklyn with sharpless sitcom and paper b 
followed by an all-over tour, including here in Cali, November 11th at the Bootleg Theater. And for all you Ohio listeners, be sure to check them out in Lakewood, Ohio at Mahal's October 25th. Here is Bellows for Rock Dove. Speak loud 
singing along. God, I love this track. It's just so damn enjoyable. And the entire EP it's on, also called All Over from 2014, is the same way. Nonstop fun, perfect beach music, 
Kidnap Me, Don't Go Along, off that EP. There's even newer stuff from 2015's Throw Shade and this year's Take That. It's just so much fun. Good God. The thing about this music is it applies to a variety of people. It's written well enough that sophisticated music lovers can enjoy the lyrics. It's catchy enough that anybody walking through will just start dancing along. And fun enough that you can throw it on in the back room at a party and keep everyone having a good time. It's the perfect track for whenever. And I'm not one to go out and ask for autographs. It's kind of a weird thing for me. I don't usually do that. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's not childish, maybe. It's just not something I do. Do you go after autographs? No. You do? Oh, sometimes. Who do you, who's the most recent? Um, The most recent. I actually had a really... Most recent was local groups. It was uh, Avid Dancer okay. and Borns, All which right. would be Garrett Borns. Yes. Wow. That's where it gets the name. Had a brain fart for a second there. That was solid. Um, larger groups would be um, Davey Havoc. What do you have them sign? Uh, albums. Okay. Or oh, well, CDs. I'm a 90s kid. CDs. Okay, cool. Um, right. Yeah. All right. So I don't typically do this. There's only, you know... A few select that I'll, I'll go after, or I'll snap, if I'm around a famous person, I'll snap a picture, you know, like, hey, let's take this. Usually I'm not really into that stuff. It's kind of, I don't know. It just doesn't, it fits for some people, it doesn't fit for me. No, I totally hear you. Uh, but this band, I heard them about two years ago, when this first, this EP first came out, and they were doing a show in Columbus, Ohio, and a small little place called The Basement. They found Ohio also? Holy shit, is it going to be like this every time? <laughs> But anyways, they were there. I was with my friend. He, I think he was just about, it was my roommate. He was just about to move to New York. And it was the last thing. And I asked him, I said, hey, you want to go to the show with me? He goes, yeah, yeah, dude, I like this band a lot. So we went. He doesn't really sound like that. I don't know why I made him sound like that. <laughs> like a teenage girl? Yeah. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Yeah, he's going to hate it. But I had it. And it was kind of, because it's, again, kind of an embarrassing thing for me. I don't typically ask for people's interview or autographs. It just, it's I'll give thing. you my autograph. Don't. All right, fine. Make sure we'll sign <laughs> these papers. I'll be on my musical nude. Yes. That is the only <laughs> way I'll accept it. But anyways, I I had to get their autograph just because I wanted, I believe in them so much and I wanted to be able to show people, hey, I was there at the ground level. See, they signed this this EP that came out in 24. You can't even find this thing. I, <laughs> I It was just such a, you know, like when you find something great and you just want to share it with everybody and then once everyone starts liking it you're like hey i was there i was there my mom oh god my mom does this all the time i'll take my mom a song and i'm like hey check this out this is great oh okay chris i'll listen to it, listen to it. nothing nothing six months later it's number one on the radio hey chris have you heard this song oh, before like, are you fucking serious yeah i've heard that i sent it to you six months ago mom what are you doing so it was one of those things i just wanted to say like I was just very proud of them. I was just very excited to see where they were going to go. So I just wanted to have that kind of memento to say, look, I was there. I, I love this band. from the And maybe it's a little prickish to say, like, that's why I wanted it. But it's just because I believe and like them so much. It's just kind of awesome to say, with a band like that, I was there from the beginning, you know? Yeah, of course. You've, so, got, you've got a passion. You've got excitement. Why not share it? Yeah, uh, I guess that was my nerdy story for the day, I guess. All right, it was pretty nerdy. Yeah, <sighs> I'm the worst. But anyways, getting back to Cruiser, um, like I said, I needed that autograph. I, they have a, an amazing future coming down the pipeline for them. They did just wrap up a solid East Coast tour, and moving forward, they'll be at Pinelands Music Festival October 9th in Millville, New Jersey. Did I do that right? New Jersey. Is that how people No, I don't, I don't know. know. Jersey. Jersey. Jersey Shore. All right. 
All right, right now we've got Swim here actually in the studio. How's it going, guys? Great. Great. Yeah, good. All right, cool. We're going to get back into an interview here in just a minute. But first, let's check out their amazing single, Belly, right here on World Famous. Got a belly full of booze One thousand dreams Bad words about you In electric streets I'm the helpless fool I didn't know when to leave And now I'm running to you But I'm fast Again, that was Belly by Swim, who again is in the studio here with us. Uh, that track was off the 2015 EP Beverly Hells, uh, the title track of which we'll play for you in just a bit. Uh, but we do want to take some time and actually get to know these guys. So if you want to first uh, let everyone know who you guys are. Uh, my name is Chris Hess, and I play guitar and sing. And I am Adam Wynn, and I play drums. I'm Hanny Zion, and I play the keyboards. Wait. 
Sounds good. So um, you guys started in Florida, correct? Mm -hmm. All right. So what was the scene out there like, and uh, why the move to L.A.? Um, the scene's pretty cool there. Like, I, I like um, this area called St. Pete in Orlando are two of my favorite scenes with a lot of good bands, and it was fun living there. But I think we just moved to L.A. It was kind of just by chance. We were touring with some friends and they ended up having an, an empty room and, and the tour ended on the west coast and we just decided to stay and it was kind of like a, a last minute decision and we didn't even know if we were going to stay for that long but that was like three years ago or three and a half years ago okay what like, about your stuff did you guys just leave it behind or um i flew back and moved out of the place i was in uh but other than that like yeah chris's stuff was already had already moved out prior to the tour yeah i ended up just staying and camping out in a friend's house in Topanga for like a week um, because it was just after a tour. So we had been on the road for like two and a half months and uh, I felt like a subpar human. So that was actually when we wrote the song uh, Topanga, which is on the EP with, uh, and I ended up writing that with my friend Spencer, who's my roommate, who also sings in Sago. Ooh, nice. Which we'll get to you here in just a little bit. Yeah. So we can track. And then, uh, so you guys were spent some time in Florida, and then now you guys are here in LA. What's the difference between the two? Have you guys is there like a major difference between Florida and LA? And I mean, there's uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there there's there's some some similarities, I guess. Um, but I would say, I mean, without you know, the, obviously like the the terrain and the mm -hmm. and the weather and everything like right. that, but. Um, it's just a different, it's a, a different energy, I would say, out here. Um, Florida is known for its strange crimes and <laughs> weird people, um, and not that they're that that isn't they don't have that out here, but um, yeah, that's kind right. of I would say there's some there's some differences. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's a bit bit more slow pace too in Florida. Okay. Well, it's hotter. Maybe that's why people just move slower. Gotcha. Yeah, but or kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> or eat each other's faces. Now you've talked about long touring, um, and you guys, I've, I've noticed that you guys do do a bit of touring, getting out to all the different states. Um, what is more of your favorite, doing touring and seeing different cities and playing shows to maybe new people, or some of the hometown shows, maybe in Florida or here in LA? Um, I personally, I, I probably have more fun doing the the hometown shows on a regular basis just like here like in the last year since we did the residency at the echo it's felt like it's become more of a home and like since we've been doing the shows at our warehouse um it i don't know it just has felt like we have a bit more of that hometown not hometown because la is such a different stark difference from our like sleepy beach town which i also like playing shows in except it's, the difference is like in florida everyone is just blackout drunk and so happy, um, and here people are drunk and not as happy, <laughs> but like also chill and like maybe more attentive. Gotcha. So I don't know. It's it's, but I don't know. It's something about that, and maybe the comfort of just like being able to um, be I don't know a little sillier as opposed to being on the road and having you know to figure out where the heck you're gonna sleep on which floor you know. For sure. Now, you talked a little bit about your, your residency. You have about one or two under your belt at this point, right, here, out here in L.A.? We just did one, our first one in January. Cool. And that was at the Echo, correct? Yes. Cool. Now, what was the process like getting that, and how do you feel that helped the band moving forward? 
Um, it, it, we, it was kind of interesting how it worked because we had been here for a bit and, and um, had the thought of doing a residency but never felt like we were ready. And then all of a sudden it was like every venue at once like hit us up to do it. And it was it, we were like, all right, this is probably time to just lock it in. And the Echo was kind of always like our favorite venue just to go to. So that's why we chose that one. And it was cool. It was easy. We met with Liz from the Echo a couple times and just threw out ideas and kind of just like wanted to make it a cool event and get sponsors. Like actually K-Rock had sponsored it and a couple other brands and blogs. But it was cool. It was a lot of fun to, to get to curate every night, like have art there, have bands we want to see and um yeah it was fun yeah yeah it was a lot of fun i think the 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 point you made about being able to curate each night was was probably the best part it kind of felt like we it sort of almost felt like one of those sort of warehouse shows Mm -hmm. the cube shows which maybe we can talk a little bit about but kind of just sort of where you're just kind of inviting your your friends out to your place not that it's our place right you know (laughs) but for that night yeah for that month it kind of every monday in a sense it was so yeah that felt really nice it was i think there's some there like that residency thing is such a thing in la yeah almost like a rite of passage for bands that want to live in la and play here that it felt like a cool rite of passage to just do it and it ended up going so well because like all the bands we had were like our friends and they're just so great and the energy was palpable it was great. It was an incredible show. I got to catch one of them. Um, oh, no, thanks. Yeah, for sure. It was outstanding. It was actually, I think, my first live show out here in L.A. So oh, really? Oh, man, cool. yeah. Uh, um, awesome. Yeah, for sure. Now, when you guys kind of got to do uh, a decent amount with the backdrops, too, was that part of doing your own residency? As you guys get to pick that? Does that kind of help mm-hmm. you guys fine-tune your show, knowing that you'll be there week to week? Yeah, for sure. We At, the, at our warehouse, The Cube, we... Every show that we would set up, we would we would spend weeks transforming the place to to have it be our hub, sort of particular to like our vibe. And I mean, not that we were doing anything incredibly original, but it was just a lot of care and effort put into every time we would do a warehouse show. So we'd spend weeks like mylaring the walls so that it looked like you walked in through like a tunnel of mylar through sheets of mylar, and then it was like you're in a sense in like this glittery reflective space hub and then we would have our artist friend Brandon Lomax who's like an incredible visual artist and painter he would do um like live art projections and oil projections on the wall behind us so we wanted to bring as much of that to the echo when we did it so that was um kind of like the idea and bringing the projections and like all of the vibe but just like as much as you can in that sort of a space with like no budget, right? You know, just but like having it be a little bit more of like your own thing and and uh, what's Debbie's last name? I can't remember. Well, our friend Debbie, he, she's been doing uh, different projection work. Um, I think her Instagram name is like Talks with Colors, and um, she has been doing projection work for like. 40 years in LA and like around with bands and stuff and she's like the sweetest person yeah, ever she's amazing. Yeah. so and, she, she yeah. came out to almost every one and she has a ton of different ones where it's not so much of a live thing like our friend would do actually be like spilling stuff in the jars and oh, moving wow. it and then like changing it and, but she just has like these slides made out already that she just puts in and they're moving and it, it makes it a little easier to to do quite a few of them and it's cool it yeah it's really nice of her to come out and do that for sure, because that was one of the things I noticed too. Being there was just how it all flowed together very well, and it was just very impressive to kind of see 
And then I was like, oh, this is just how LA shows are. And then I've gone to other ones. I was like, no, that's not the case. So <laughs> <laughs> this special thing. It was really cool. So thank you guys. It was, oh, cool. it was oh, awesome. Yeah, man, thanks for coming out. Yeah, and then so you were talking about well doing that performance and being there. You got to see different bands you were interested to as well. So since you've been here, what bands, like upcoming bands, have are you interested in or have you been able to see that are amazing? Or? Well, there's always, I mean, our basically our best friend, Sago. I mean, that's, they're, they're amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few more. I mean, what do you guys... The, um, that band James Supercave I don't know if you've heard them but they're another LA band that's I just they just released an album recently and it's so good and I haven't gotten to see them live yet but I, I see them out and about a lot and so I know they're around and yeah there's um, a girl named Mia Follick that um, has released some music and it's it's incredible as well we played the same show played a couple of shows with her in South by and like I played this random back porch acoustic thing with her in December and that's how I met her and um yeah there's there's so many there's a band called Emerson Star that I just saw last uh like a couple weeks ago at Echo Park Rising and I've seen them like twice now and they're wonderful as well there's it's just so many good yeah, bands yeah it's kind of overwhelming like, there's a there's a lot of bands definitely that are, that's kind of what Great. we do, what we do to kind of help get more of that and kind of mix it. So then you have some good L.A. bands and some good mm-hmm. bands from New York and, and cool. Oklahoma and everyone's listening to each other's stuff and you can kind of share it all the way across. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you guys were talking about Sago. Um, we're about to play Wicked Youth. You guys want to go ahead and introduce that track? Yes. Yeah. Our roommates, our babies, our best friends, <laughs> our lovers. <laughs> well, <laughs> brothers, sometimes lovers. Sago, Wicked Youth.
That was Sega with Wicked Youth off this year's album, Once Was Lost, Now Just Hanging Around. Make sure to check it out. Um, it is available to listen pretty much everywhere. Uh, now we're just returning from a solid tour that took them into Phoenix, San Fran, Seattle, Portland, and Utah. Now, let's talk about your Tumblr, okay? Um, where you discuss everything from God and religion to passing away off celebrities, uh, parties, and even shitting? <laughs> um, that was being that open something that was being open something that came natural or was that something you've kind of had to get used to um, I for better or for worse tend to it just is always oozed out of me to be that open I guess mm -hmm. I think that there's like a level of mystique and coolness about certain artists that are mysterious and you never get to know well and you always kind of wonder about and I'm just am so not that so I okay. decide to just embrace the polar the, the polar opposite and um, discuss every detail sometimes like I said for better or for worse right. and it, that's just like the platform for it is like the blog and the tumblr so yeah that's that's how we got there. <laughs> yeah, that's how we got there. <laughs> All right. Cool. Now, I might be a little off on this, but I just wanted to see. Um, now, there's like a religious aspect that seems to be kind of like a tug of rope for you, tug of war mm. here for you. Um, imagery of, you know, hell swallows Beverly Hills and the chorus of so hallelujah and hooray for you. Um, does that kind of tie into this kind of overparting aspect over like hurt on belly? Like I'm so tired of wandering around, so tired of running around. I've got a belly full of booze. Um, 1,000 schemes, I'm an honest man, but I fell for a dream. Is that kind of this idea of chasing something better than maybe the world you see? You talked a little bit about, you know, seeing a bunch of drunks before. Is that kind of where the, all this is coming from? or? Um, I, I think, oh man, that's a good question. I think Beverly Hills was, it's definitely, it has the religious references and the, it's kind of just, it's so easy to draw Sometimes it's so obvious that like Beverly Hills and Hollywood will at some point be engulfed <laughs> like uh, you know apocalyptic flames, but just because it's like you just you can't help but like be around that sometimes and and see like how silly and like in like almost like a satirically evil way but just to the point of like even like the movie like this is the end like it's yeah it's so obvious sometimes that like that should happen or something that it, it is almost it's kind of a joke but um i think it that was that was definitely in, inspired by like moving out here from small beach town in florida where everyone's like so nice and kind of tight-knit and then it's a bit, you know, like being around the beast that is Hollywood and, and the different motives that drive people. It's just like, it's observation. It's not necessarily judgment and or anything, but like um, the Belly song was actually kind of written more so from like the three different points of view. So it wasn't really from my point of view with Belly. So like, I don't know if they could like totally uh, attach to each other, but um three people that were like super important to me and kind of their what I saw is like their natural potential sometimes being way more than what I would ever be able to do but falling to certain vices 
and and how that just is like it's almost again it's like silly like you're so much naturally cooler and better than me but you just like blow it by not trying or or falling to that or this and that was kind of that song a little more written from their perspective and it's just you know when you listen to local bands some of the time are the vocals are great you know the the band the quality of the the track you know everything on instrumental is great but some of the lyrics don't really you know attach with you and that's one thing that i've noticed about you guys is that there's a lot of in-depth thought into these songs there's a lot of emotional pull behind them and that's i mean that's what really drew us to you guys is because of that it's a very connectable song to really feel and understand what's happening here so we want to thank you guys for that thanks so much All right, um, and then how do you balance your personal ideas versus maybe uh, what a publicist wants or a label uh, would want as a band? Um, where they may want you to censor or water, water down your feelings to be appealing to all audiences um, as opposed to what you really want or what you really want to do? That's a tough, that's a, that's a line that you, that you walk, I guess. I mean, at the end of the day, it's hard to know really what anybody wants, so you just kind of have to start off with what sort of pleases yourself Mm -hmm. and that you feel like maybe at least like maybe five other people might enjoy (laughs) and you start from there and you kind of like work 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 out from there does that kind of blend into your music you guys feel the same way about your music like you guys just go up and go all right this is how we want to make this music this is what we want to put out and you just yeah we we definitely always try i mean sometimes it's it's hard to not let what other people maybe on your team or in the industry say affect what you're doing. So sometimes it, we've, we've definitely fallen into like this funk of being like, oh no, we need to make it more, like you need to understand it more or you need to, this, the chorus needs to hit harder so it's more of a single or you know, you can fall into that and then by, but by like, I don't know, a couple hours of like writing that way, we, we all kind of get bummed and we're like, what the hell are we doing? Just write, like do what we want and make it ha- what, what we like and that's what we've always done, I feel like. So I think we'll, we'll just try to keep doing that and not let yeah. people affect it. Yeah, please do. I mean, we're definitely doing <laughs> stuff. So. No, we we've also never even, like, had a label. So, like, I mean, the most, you know, uh, input we get is from, like, managers that we've had and stuff. And, like, you know, that's the thing. It's, like, manager's job to try to push what could be accessible and like it's you have to almost like bear with them on that and not get super bummed if they are doing that because it's like in a sense their job but like in a sense you also have to be like sometimes like no man like that doesn't freaking matter man i'm an artist we're the band yeah (laughs) and just be a cliche stubborn artist and do that but yeah but we're not so i mean we're not so um different as people from the general public. I mean, not to, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I'm just, that's why I feel like if, if we are enjoying it, I mean, there's yeah. probably going to be some other folks that might enjoy it too. Right. Like, we don't live under the Santa Monica Pier dropping acid every <laughs> single day. <laughs> so, like, we can relate, you know. Okay, okay. For sure. <laughs> All right. So, if you are just joining us right now here on World Famous Podcast, uh, we are hanging here with Swim. Uh, we are going to get into their second song. Uh, we talked a lot about it. Uh, now it's time you get to experience it. Here's Swim with Beverly Hills here on World Famous. Enjoy. Will I be in town? 
Right, that was Swim with Beverly House. We talked a little bit about the lyrics a little bit ago, but we're still here with Swim. So if you want, you can tweet us. Oh, wait, we're a podcast. You can't tweet us anything. Um, but we're going to keep asking some questions here with Swim. Um, now, real quick, uh, I want to go back to Belly. It's the first track we played off here. Uh, now, Fake Guns recently did a remix of like electronic sorts. Uh, what prompted that to happen? Um, that That's our buddy Alex. He He works for... 24 West, which is our PR team, and so we we met him through that, and we just uh, became friends and actually worked on some music with him, a few of the songs that will be coming out later this year, but um, he yeah he just asked if he could do it and he and he did it and it actually it turned out really really cool we we really love it it's my favorite remix that anybody's done for us it is that's why I brought it up because I liked it a lot but and, but it's it's so cool because it's it's in an essence the same song but it's totally different song when yeah. he took it. so it was it was really cool yeah. um which is kind of where this next question is going is remix tend to seem to be kind of growing in trend uh do you guys ever worry that the traditional sense of guitar and drums will 
go away to this electronic sort. Hasn't uh, it already? <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't a bit. But it always comes back. Everything comes back, I think, eventually. Yeah, yeah. That's, that'll, that'll never go away. Neil Young said it best. He said that? Didn't he? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't <laughs> "Rock and Roll Never Dies" not his song? Am I am I confused? Oh. I think that was Frampton. No, <laughs> kidding. Oh. Look it up, JK. But I, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's tough because EDM is definitely like so much bigger, and we often talk about like if, if we just became DJs that we would actually be able to like order the guacamole when you're at the <laughs> Taco Tuesday. But you know, guacamole can be overrated if there's not enough lime in it. So I'm gonna keep playing guitar, yeah, and just see what happens. Well, I mean, sure. we didn't see like EDM. Who saw EDM? Like that wasn't that came around too, right? You know, like that wasn't in the mainstream, and then that. Now that that is, it sounds like I'm stating the obvious, but like, just in the same way that like the guitar. I think you're just promoting the keyboards. You wanted to go more that sound because you're the keyboardist. That's true. I, you know, I didn't. I didn't. You're a secret agent here. <laughs> What's your DJ name? Here? <laughs> cool. And then, um, social media wise, where they can they reach you guys at? Where can they find you guys? Uh, Instagram is at swim with two M's. Music. Is it underscore music? Yeah, it is. Yeah, swim with two M's underscore music. And then Twitter is the same. I think everything else is just swim music, no underscore. Okay. Oh, yeah, we didn't ask you about that. What's the extra M for? Um, symmetry in topography. Gotcha. Just kidding. That's That's the making of maps, I think, anyway, so that makes no sense. But uh, swim in, like, the uh, whenever we you write it out you know the eye kind of cuts it down the middle with the font we chose it looks great um and that's just like one bs answer amongst a lot because really it was also i think we just wanted it to be like a little different a little different just a yeah just i like it though it's like so too. simple but so and it sticks different. in your mind too it does so that's it works really cool. well cool definitely does all right. Well, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for yeah. having us. So check out their music everywhere. Check it out on Spotify and their Twitter. Buy their music. Uh, I believe you guys are probably on Bandcamp and iTunes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so pick up their stuff there. And most importantly, pick up their stuff at their shows. Go see their shows. They're incredible. Constantly on tour. And if you're here in L.A., you have a few chances to pick them up, too. So, again, thank you guys for being on. Thanks so much. Thank, thank you. you. We're going to rock back into the music. We got Columbus Band, the Up All Nights, doing Sunsets from their 2014, the goddamn Up All Nights. Give a car to 
Jack White-esque Sunsets by the Up All Nights. Yeah, my boys, my family. I do consider them family. Don't scare these guys off. I won't, I swear. I have never asked them for their autograph. Or musical nudes. They may have seen me nude. That means they should send us one in return. Probably. Um, My address is... Just kidding. Oh, I was going to say. Email address. Ballsy. We'll work on it. Message us, and I'll give you my email address. I mean, you can just text me right now. I'll ask him. All right. <laughs> Text Chris. All three of them are actually brothers. I should have professed that. But all the ways, all three of them are brothers. They're a tight family. Uh, last name of Dodge. I'm an honorary Dodge brother, and it is something that I hold very true to myself. To what does that mean? Room. An honorary Dodge member, like, brother. Like, they've kind of accepted you into their family? Yeah, yeah. It was weird. Um, we were hanging out a lot, and I don't know how it came up. We were probably pretty drunk. And it came up, I was like, I want to be a Dodge. Like, you're an honorary brother. And I was like, yeah! That sounds easy. No. I want to be a sister. No. A Dodge sister. No, you're ruining this for me. Fancy case white Dodge. This is mine. Oh, I'm breaking all the gender boundaries. I can feel it. No, you're ruining this for me. This is my thing. There's that my little girl thing. voice again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, these guys have been amazing uh, friends and band members throughout the years. Uh, I just cannot say enough about them. We always have a great time. If you ever see one of their live shows, if you ever get the opportunity to see one of their live shows, the insanity is all over. Sammy, the lead singer, is everywhere. Literally, some of the best shows I've ever seen almost always include the Up All Nights. was uh, in Mansfield, Ohio. This is the one that stands out probably the most to me. It was in this tiny bar. I'd like to give it a shout out, but we were super drunk that night, so I don't remember the name. But it was a real tiny bar. And in the back, it kind of opened up to like a, it wasn't even a stage. I think they just played on the floor. Anyways, it's 
awesome. There was a band from Cincy called The Kickaways. They have this real dead weather sound to them. Uh, Stephen King, not the writer. Stephen King did a great performance. Then I believe it was them. And then it closed with this absolute fierce insanity band called The Cadaver Dogs. We'll probably get them on later. It was just a, an unbelievable, absolute mind-blowing performance. It's one of those nights where you just get super drunk off as much whiskey as you can. You dance, you stand on tables, you rock out, you kind of dance moshing to people. I mean, people were just going nuts. And I just remember it was all feeding from them. They were there in the crowd. They were giving it up for the kickaways. They were giving it up for Stephen King. They were putting it on for the cadaver dogs. They set the tone that night, both in the audience and on stage. And that's something truly unique. They're incredible guys. Uh, talking about the music itself, they're just unique, classic kickback, like kickback rock. The vocals, the barreling bass tracks, and Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo Dodge is one of my favorite drummers to see live or on record. Simply one of the best. His onstage antics and effortless fun is just super infectious, as I talked about. It's definitely another band that's always down for any show. And they're now recording new music, which is being recorded by Damn the Witch Siren. And that should get you all hopped up on Musical THC. It does! Oh my god! I'm two, so stoned, bro. Two of my favorites are putting together. Like, Damn the Witch Siren is recording up all nights. Like, oh, I can't get enough! Ah, ah. There it is. There it is. You've made me do it. You've turned me into a 16-year-old teenager. I'm really shaping show. you into a lovely woman. Chris. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited about that. Before I embarrass myself any further, we're going to go back and look at the second half real quick. All right, let's do a quick midway recap. We started off this second half here with a musical discussion on the VIP packages at festivals. Boo! Boo! But it makes money. Uh, anyways, it, <laughs> it was followed up by some great tracks, starting with The Orphan, The Poet, Terrible Things. Going, Going, Gone by Ohio band Friendly Foe. Then we had Bellows from New York doing Four Rock Dove. And Cruiser with All Over out of Pennsylvania. And then we did an interview with Swim. We got to hear tracks like Belly and Beverly Hills, and sandwiched in between that with Sego with Wicked Youth. And we wrap all of that musical goodness up with Sunsets by the Up All Nights. Be sure to check out their EP. All right, so that about wraps us up, but not quite yet. We've got one more track on the way, but before we do, we do want to say a quick thank you to everyone who's listened, uh, the band's management, uh, listening to us. I mean, that's that's a lot of work. Thank you, yeah. guys. Yeah, you guys, I'm sure you've got some bleeding ears at the end, but we do appreciate you tuning those ears in and any comments you make on Facebook or via email. Do it. We want to thank the bands for allowing us to play their music. We want to thank Dave for coming on board. Thank you again to Swim, which we've said a thousand times but can't say enough. Thank you guys again for coming on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's... let's last track before we get too awkward all right before we leave we got time for the untamed cage dun, 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 dun. Bum, bum, bum. as we said the untamed cage is where we take our fiercest song of the night let it loose inside the untamed cage let's see if it can rattle its way out tonight's untamed cage comes from atlanta georgia the band the funeral portrait their new track called meanwhile I first caught them at MSN Fest at their hit, Casanova C'est La Vie, was used in the festival trailer, which was just something that blew me away. You can easily tell that they had the talent and were working hard to creatively craft their songs. They had this nonstop movement, never settling, while making a fierce song super catchy and turning it into a rock anthem. 
And they're back with this more mature meanwhile. You can tell they've definitely grown while keeping all the things that made them a must-see before. And their live show, again, a absolute hit at MSN Fest, was a pavilion packer, and they definitely didn't disappoint with high explosiveness from beginning to end. You could definitely feel something special was happening, something that was destined for a higher calling. And it's already started. They released this track on the famous alternative press where it's already starting to blow up. And you can look for their new album to re be released this winter, Unleashing in the Untamed, Untamed Cage. Cage. It is the funeral portrait with Meanwhile. On World Famous. World Famous. Boom! You never know, you never know the pain of cause, the ones you've left to turn Up on the shore, and they couldn't help 